Um, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, um, I ask that you decrease me on today, O oh Lord, Father God. Lord, I ask, O oh Lord, Father God, that you bless everybody that is in this place, O oh Lord, Father God. Bless the ones that are online, O oh Lord, Father God. Bless the ones that will see this message later, O oh Lord, Father God. Bless the ones that uh, wanted to come, O oh Lord, Father God, but they could not come, O oh Lord, Father God. So, Lord, as I said, decrease me, O oh Lord, Father God. And, Lord, uh, I ask for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, O oh Lord, Father God. And I ask, O oh Lord, Father God, that the people, O oh Lord, Father God, get something on today, O oh Lord, Father God. And, Lord, give them an ear to hear, O oh Lord, Father God. Father, we just, we just thank you, and it is in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Glory to God on today. Um, before I get to the uh, um, uh, scripture or get to the, um, the title, um, you know, we're still in the steadfast um, lane, and I can't wait to see what Apostle will have for us for uh, next year's little thing. And, uh, you know, we could still keep rolling with the steadfast stuff because... You know, steadfast is what we need to keep doing is steadfastly keep praying, keep believing, and keep wanting God to be in our lives. Amen. So, a um, little introduction for today. Um, Pastor Kamika, she was talking about Thanksgiving and everything, and I just want to say uh, we were in between two holiday events, Thanksgiving ending and the rush for Christmas, which Toys for Tots and all the other stuff, the wonderful stuff going on. Um, both holidays are about giving. Um, the one holiday is about putting time and energy in cooking and making this grand meal and having the whole family over. And even the ones that can't make it, you just wish that they could be there because that meal is just so good and tasty. And you know, when you're at the, you know, when you're at the Moody's house, I'm gonna say that, uh, you know, you, you know, you're gonna have a great meal. You're going to have a great turkey, you're going to have a great uh, dressing, but you're going to have a great time uh, in the Lord as well, amen? Um, now, with, with Christmas, there's cooking, you know? I mean, Thanksgiving is turkey, Christmas is mostly just ham and all the other little fixings and stuff, but Christmas is more mostly for receiving gifts or gifts, receiving a gift or receiving uh, gifts. Um, both take great commitment to pull off, and it's, if you think about it, it's all about wants, amen? One, um, uh, the one is, um, Thanksgiving is, when you're, um, at Thanksgiving, you're, you're eating until you kind of like fall asleep. I mean, all of us have known, I've, I've done it, you fall asleep, and especially when you used to be at grandma's house or or in-law's house, and then when football was on in the afternoon or in the morning, you know, the first thing you do, you're going to fall asleep, but then you're going to wake back up, and then you're going to do it all over again, amen? The other one is um, you spend too much on your credit card, and your credit card says, no, but you're not listening. The credit card says, no, stop. You're, this commitment is too great for you. I'm, I'm trying to let you know what's happening in the future. But, you know, we still make that commitment anyway because that's the reason for the season, amen? You know, I'm not trying to get up here 
to try to guilt you guys in, okay, well, pastor's talking about, you know, if we eat too much, we're going to be fat. And now he's saying, if, if, uh, if I spend too much, you know, I'm going to feel guilty for spending too much. I'm just going to have this little caveat for you. As for Vincent and his wallet, we have a budget meeting before and after the fact. I know you guys were thinking I was going to talk about Joshua. As for me and my house, we will praise the Lord. But as for me and Vincent's wallet, we are going to have a meeting. Amen? I don't know about y'all. Most of y'all probably got all kinds of money. But as for me, I know. As for me and my wallet, we are going to have a meeting about what we're going to spend. Okay, the one thing for me is, uh, the one thing for uh, this time of the year that's coming up is that um, me and my, and my brother, uh, Troy, uh, we're going to be in the shutdown. So we're having shutdown uh, at Bridgestone Firestone, which is kind of like a mini vacation for us. It's kind of like a break. It's kind of like that we got to chill. So I'm telling you guys right now, um, make all your calls to Apostle because uh, Pastor Vince is on vacation. He's going to be chilling. This is his time. He earned it. The company said that I have the time. He said I earned it, all right? So uh, direct all your questions to Apostle Moody in Jesus' name, amen? So while the new year uh, comes, and, uh, comes and goes, um, uh, we're still in a steadfast mood, amen? So the theme of my theme today is commitment. So when you're at Thanksgiving, you're making a commitment to cook. When it's Christmas time, you're making a commitment to spend. You're making a commitment to go in, let me just put it out here, go in debt. You're making a commitment to, okay, I'm making everybody happy, but you're making a commitment that your wallet is telling you, I need to holler at you because we're going down a slippery slope and I, you're not ready for it. Amen. So my scripture on today is Psalms 37 and 5. And I want to start out at verse 3 in the New King James. So trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. There you go, Christmas. So delight in the Lord. So then you won't feel so guilty when you know you're spending too much. Amen. Anyway, but number verse number five is commit your ways to the Lord. Trust also in trust also him and he shall bring it to pass. Amen. He shall bring it to pass. So commitment is the meaning is is committing oneself or one spirit to God means to entrust oneself entirely to him. The basic ideal is to entrust. To entrust means to put everything into something in someone else's care. Trust God and he will direct your path. Trust the words of the Lord and I'm going to keep probably saying this, when he says no, that means no. When he says yes, that means yes. So, you know, whatever the kids say, turn off your, uh, turn off your earbuds and say no. 
In Jesus' name, amen. So what we're going to try to establish on today is, one, what is a commitment? Why is it important? And how does commitment affect our lives? Number four, the results of a committed life. What is a commitment? A commitment is what we're doing right now. We committed to come here today, amen? We committed to um, praise and worship. We committed to just uh, make it today. We made a commitment to God that no matter what, Lord, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be here for you. I'm going to be here for my family. No matter what, sickness or whatever, Lord, I am going to make an effort to commit to come here. Why is it important? You've got to know why it's important. Just like Kamika, Pastor Kamika said, people are watching us. They're watching everything that we do at this quote-unquote small church with a great big giant heart that everybody knows that what we do and every day that I go to uh, work when I go to uh, Casey's I always tell the guy Fred I said hey every other Thursday Fred you know anybody come on down here to uh, the food pantry and he said you know what thanks for reminding me but there's a lot of people that know and people that might recognize me and go hey ain't you that guy that's um, at the food pantry first when they say it I'm like hold up what what are we going to ask first and I said, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm one of the people at the, at the food pantry, amen. Um, how, does, how does this stuff affect our lives? Look at, look at your, look what your kids uh, see in you. Count the cost. Count the cost. What everybody, what everybody sees, you know, what they see at the, at the job. I remember um, when we had a um, 40-something class reunion and I seen all the my friends and all that other stuff that went to school with and the first thing I wanted to you know I see what they were going to say hey man you look good blah 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 and um, you know hey I remember when we was playing football and we were captain of the football team and you did this and blah 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 but the thing that was most important that I just blew me away is when they said man you know what you was a good dude you you were, man, from K to 12, the people that knew me from there to there, they said, man, you was a nice person. You was a good dude. Apostle was talking to somebody the other day, and he was telling her the same thing. He said, let me talk to Pastor Moody. And uh, I said, okay. And I said, what do you got to say, my brother? He was like, hey, man, you know what? I got to say. He said, I look at you and Pastor O.C., and he said, man, you're a good dude, man. You're a good dude. So my commitment, no matter what, hell or high water, I'm going to try to be that good dude. And if you guys see me straying, be man enough, woman enough to say, hey, pastor, need to reel that back in. Amen? Because in this year of steadfast and in, um, in the coming year and in this commitment time, I might have to do that to you as well. So might have to reel some of that stuff back in, amen? All right. So the first thing, uh, what does the word commitment mean? It's a state or quality of being dedicated to a cause. 
what do we do at, at New Beginnings? This is a cause. We have ministries. We have a cause. We have a mission statement that we're going out to the disciples and going out to the nation. Amen? It's a cause. Devotion, alliance, loyalty, faithfulness, bond, pledge, a covenant, a vow, a commitment. All of us that are married, we stood here or, or somewhere, our vow was to God, but our vow was to the person that we are sharing our life with as well. And they want to see our commitment every single day, amen? Every day. In other words, commitment is, is dedicated to a particular organization, cause or belief and willingness to be involved. What has Apostle put on most of us to get involved in stuff? Amen? What has she put, you know, the commitment that she wants, the vision that she gets from God, she says, write the, vi this is, write the vision, make it plain. The vision that she has, what has our willingness to get involved. What is our commitment level to that? Amen. Um, people who are committed to an organization truly believe that it is important. And they show up, they follow through, and they stick with it. Amen. Like all ministries that we have at MBDM, it takes a lot of work, commitment, to meet the needs of the community. Like I said, we have so many ministries that we have and so many ministries that I'm going to say it right now that we're going to have that the commitment level has to be up here. Also, we have plenty of love and good people that are in this church. Amen. And we also have great leadership. Amen. We have a great apostle. We have great uh, ministers and we have great leadership and we have Great, 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 great people that show up every day. Amen. Committing, uh, a commitment is, commitment is everything, and we do it on a regular basis. Amen. Um, a is at work. We try to be on time, right? We do, we try to do the best that we can, and don't look at me, but we try to get along with our co-workers, right? Amen? In the name of Jesus, I'm, I'm going to look through you. I'm, he's gonna, I, I don't have that stuff like Apostle. <laughs> I don't have that thing like Apostle where I can read your mail, but he, we, have to, we have to get along with our co-workers. There's a lot of them that challenge us. and um, I'm going to stop saying names anymore because Apostle was telling me you just never know who will show up, whatever, but you guys probably remember one ser sermon that I said that you know I was going to bop somebody with a hammer and... Uh, you know, because they just wouldn't listen. Amen. But I was committed to make sure this young person had the right tools to do the job. And to once he got trained, then I could move on to my position. But I had to be nice and gentle and cuddly and love and put my hammer to the side and go. Ooh. But anyway, anyway, love your coworkers at home. Love your spouse and your family. Be the rock that they call, be the rock God called you to be, amen? Be the rock that 
God called you to be. Next one is take time to do something in the community that you know God is leading you because there's a need and it just feels right. Amen? It just feels right. Whatever you're doing, just like with, with Street Kings, with George, he just, you know, he knows that it feels right. With Terry, with the pantry, she knows that it feels right. When they're doing the Tijuana ministry, they know that it feels right. When Kamika's doing the Toys for Tots, know that it's a good fit. With the ladies exercising, they know the commitment. They know that's a fit. With the men's ministry, we know that's a fit. Amen? We just have to make that commitment. It's not, it's, not, it's not hard. I mean, it is sometimes, but it's not that hard. We just have to make that commitment. Amen? And then it just feels right. Amen? Why is it important? Because God wants you to be hungry for the things of God. The Bible says in Hebrews 11 and 6, New King James Version, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must be that, must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. To be committed, to make God aware. I mean, he already knows from the beginning to the end, but he just wants you in the meantime, while you're going through, he wants you to diligently seek him in every thing that you do. I mean, everything. I know my, my sisters, they, like they were saying, this 2023 20, was a rough year on them, but they still didn't stop diligently seeking the Lord. All of us, we didn't stop diligently seeking the Lord, no matter what we were going through, no matter what pain or what strain it was, we just didn't stop. And that's what the Lord wants us to keep doing. He wants us to stay committed. Matthew 6 and 33 is a scripture that we always, always say and know. Um, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Amen. The why behind the what in your commitment level, you should match what you are seeking from God. Your commitment level, your, he already knows what you want. He already knows what you need, but the Lord's always going to give you what you need. He knows what you want because he says, said in the scripture, if you delight in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. You already know that. But he is there for the need because if we as flesh, we know that if the need is really super and really great, we will get puffed up. And we will be like, well, forget about that. God was the one that did this in the first place to where I got to this position now. It was because of God. Amen? It's all about our commitment level. If we can match what God is asking us to do. So what, um, so what you put in is what you get back. Amen? So like with God, he says, well, much is given and much is required. Amen. So let's um, let's look at some people since we're talking about commitment. Um, look at look at Daniel's life. Daniel. Was a faithful servant of God. 
Yeah, Daniel was a faithful servant of God as was known for his commitment to pray, even when it was led, even when it led him to dangerous consequences. First thing Daniel would always do, he would just pray. He stayed committed to God. He served under four kings. He passed every test. He was unwavering in his prayer and his faith. As we know in, in Daniel, when um, angel, the Persian was, the angel was coming down and he said, God heard you on the first day. What are you praying for? What have you prayed for that God heard on the first day that you maybe still be waiting for? But stay committed. Stay in the race. Stay in the fight because it will come to pass. Amen. There's stuff that I prayed for. And I, I didn't think it was going to happen, but it came to pass. And a lot of times it comes knocking at your door and it gets dropped off like the Amazon thing. And you're kind of like, oh, I didn't expect that. Amen. But stay, stay faithful, stay unwavering. Amen. Um, when was the last time you stood on faith? Um, yeah. When was the last time you stood on faith and you had lost something, but you didn't lose God? Amen. And you never after that, you never look back, depending on what that situation was. Amen. Let's look at another person in the Bible that um, our brother Noah. When they see Noah and Noah was building the ark, what were the people saying, man, this dude is crazy. What's he doing out here, out here in the sticks, out here in the boonies and we in here, we partying and doing all kind of crazy stuff and, you know, just all ungodly and all kind of wicked stuff. And this guy's just sitting out here, tapping away, building this heart. He said, man, what you building this boat for, man? I mean, just think if, if it was uh, somebody, and I'm going to say somebody in the neighborhood, and you like, <laughs> Leroy, what you building in the backyard, bro? You know, what, what, what is that? They didn't know that you, you know, heard from God. They just, they knew that you were always a good, good person and they just wanted to push your buttons. But you said, I heard from God. I know what he's talking about. I'm going to try to tell you that there's a flood that's going to be coming. Amen. The thing is, he listened to God and he stayed committed to the task. And at the, at the end, God destroyed the land. And with his faithfulness and his commitment, he saved his family, amen? How does commitment uh, affect our lives? Look at, um, look at the story of Esther. Esther was a young Jewish woman, uh, became queen of Persia, and risked her life to save her people from annihilation. When her cousin Mordecai informed her of the plot to kill all the Jews in the empire, Esther chose to approach to approach the king, even though without invitation, it could cost her death. But she demonstrated courage. She committed, she was committed to the people and the actions and ultimately the salvation of the Jews in Persia. What will you stand on? What will you know that you're not permitted in this space right now? What are you willing to do to free not just yourself, but your family and your family's 
to family, to family, to family. The next generation, if we pass away, the next generations. What are you willing to do to make sure that your family is going to make it? Amen. Esther had, Esther had people, what she did, Esther had people fast, and she fasted to gain favor with the king. As we go through um, what Apostle has us fasting for, and it's a fasting for delivery, uh, deliverance service, what, if you show up or don't show up, what are you willing to do in the fast to make something come to pass for the future, amen? You see how I kind of rhymed that a little bit there? You know, pass, fast. I'm, I'm surprised she ain't said that right now. But anyway, but yeah, pass, fast. But anyway, yeah, what are you willing to do for you? What are you willing to do for others? Amen. What are you willing to do? I mean, I'm, I'm willing to fast, and I, I stop going kicking and screaming. I just, you know, know that it has to be done. And they've done, they done it in the Bible, and it worked for them. Why not make it work for us? Amen. So why they did the fast and they gained favor with the king. If we were on one accord, what things could we manifest committing to the cause? If we were all on one accord, what great things other than what we do right now that we can just blow our minds because God wants us to have heaven on earth. So why should we wait and go through all this struggle to go, hey, now I want to get to heaven. But then when he tells you everything that you've missed from being down here that you could have had here, my commitment is to try to see and, and feel and touch God to have heaven on earth. I don't know about you, but if, if I got a few people that want to go, go with me, I'm going to this year and next year, and the year after that, and the year after that, before God calls me home, I'm going to definitely try to have heaven on earth. I just want to see what it feels like, tastes like, you know? Is it, is it, is it like, is it turkey? Is it ham? Is it Pastor Vince's dressing? Is, is it dessert? I mean, is it, is it Angie's greens? I mean, what's it, what's it, I mean, what's it taste like? I mean, I, I, I want to I try it. I want to try it. He, he said, try me. Try me. I'm good, amen? Try me. So that, that's what I'm going to do uh, this year and, and, and on. So, um, yeah, if we're on one accord and we commit to a cause, we should be able to see it to the end, right? But here's, here's this little word that we kind of we use and throw out, and I just want to kind of say it. Um, when it gets to the commitment part, we get to the part where we say, and we'll tell the person that's in charge if they ask us to do something, and it's like, I really want to say no, but I'm just going to do it anyway. And you'll go, I'll try. The try, the I'll try phase. What happens is when we say we try, 
and we really want to say no is I, I'll say I'll try is an escape clause in life. Meaning I potentially wanted to say no to you, but if I say I try or I'll try, it's a way for me to get out of something or my commitment level isn't what it's supposed to be. So I should have just went on and said no, but I'm just going to go ahead and go through with it. And I'm going to say, I'll try. I'll give it a shot. I'll try, but I know my commitment level, my heart's probably there, but my commitment level probably isn't there. And me and my brother George, we've had some, some talks where my commitment level wasn't always there, but I tried. A lot of times when you say I try, it's when you fall and it just kind of blows up in your face. It's a good excuse to say, hey, I tried. Y'all, I tried. I tried. You know, but you could have said no and shut the whole thing down. And then that person would have felt good. You would have felt good, and then you wouldn't have had to say, I tried. The thing is, why we say we try, and if we don't fulfill the obligation that we're committed to, um, we do. We just say, you know what? I try. But don't get me wrong. Trying is good, because you have to make an effort, amen? When anything that you do, you have to at least make an effort. I'm just saying... That a lot of times, if our, expecta our expectation level is up here, and we know it's not up there, and then we try to give an excuse for why the project didn't come to pass, it's like, I tried. But I'm not trying to, you know, step on anybody's toes, because the thing is, I've said it many a times, amen? Many a times. I've been to work and say, hey, I need you to go to this machine right here. Knowing I didn't even know what was going on with the machine, they didn't change all, everything to it, and I said, you know what? I'll try. So if it blows up in my face, then when he comes to say, hey, why didn't you have this many, you know, whatever, and I was like, hey, man, I told you I tried. So something to get out of, but what I'm really trying to tell you guys is when you stay, stay committed, I mean, I still want you, I still want you to try. I just, I just, you know, want us not to have any excuses of why we haven't fulfilled our, our God-given destinies, amen? So, um, yeah, like I said, I've listened, I've, I've done this so many times in my life, and I've, I've said it, you know, and my wife's probably heard me say it a bunch of times as well, and, but I still keep pressing forward, and, um, what we really want and what I'm really trying to uh, bring home to you why we say that why we are why we are trying um, when you put your stuff out there you put your name out on that project so if you can't make that project your name is not real good amen you always want a good name I remember my father would always tell me hey don't mess up my last name don't mess up my last name. Amen. Your word and your name carries a lot of weight. Amen. So stay committed and stay close to the cause because you never know. 
somebody's counting on you and why right now that might not be the right fit for you, the other right fit is going to happen for you. You might get out of that position and then that position and it just, it just works and clicks. I remember my, my brother Troy, when I told him, you know, about going to work at Bridgestone, he said, man, brother-in-law, he said, everything out here is easy. Everything out here is easy. Because first you're overwhelmed because you hear machines and you see stuff and they give you that video of the guy that got his, got his arm taken off and you're like, oh, no, I don't want that to happen to me. That's not, a, that's not a great result. But he said, man, everything is easy out here. And he was right. I just had to stay committed and I just went on and did what I had to do. And 13 years later, I'm still there, amen? The last, the last thing. The results of a committed life. The only person that we could look to and know is Jesus' commitment and his fulfillment of the mission, amen? Nothing else that we, we can compare to. Nothing else. I mean, you can boast and brag and you can puff yourself up, but there's nothing that you could fulfill the mission that Jesus did. The ultimate example of uh, commitment was found in Jesus, who willingly endured suffering, humiliation, and the crucifixion, crucifixion to fulfill his mission to save humanity from sin. In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus prayed to his father, expressing his willingness to accept the burden of the cross. In Luke 2 and uh, Luke 2 and 42, we know this passage as well. He says, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. All of us sitting here right now is because at the Garden of Gethsemane, he took that cup, he laid it all on the line for us. We've got to be thankful of his commitment. So if he made that commitment to us, what is stopping us from the commitment to just do? I talked to a mentor of mine, I seen him up here at the Highland Donut Shop, and I said, man, Mr. Jackson, I remember when you and Mr. Ransaw and all these guys was mentoring me, they used to call me Young Buck because I was the young, youngest guy. But they could see in me that there was something. There's, I was eager. And I said, you know, I said, I thank you guys for what you had did and instilled in me. And he said, the thing is, he said, you had want to. And I said, what? He said, you had to want to listen to me. You had to want to take our instruction. You had to have want to. And I walked away from him, and I was like, that's what I'm going to pass on to the next person. You got to have want to, amen? You got to have want to. He said, nevertheless, your will be done, amen? So what can you say after that, that commitment? What the risen king is looking for is an authentic, full commitment. I ask you today, you don't have to come to the altar or anything, but right where you're sitting at. And it may take you when you get home. It may take you a couple of days. But what is your full commitment to the Lord? 
What is your full commitment to your family? What is your full commitment to your spouse? What is your full commitment to the community? What is your full commitment to yourself? Amen. What is your authentic full commitment? The Bible says that God will reward those who diligently seek him and not those who seek him when it is convenient for them. He wants you to seek them, wants you to seek him, not when it's let me rub on the, the genie bottle and you try to look for that genie guy. He said, I want you to seek me when you are feeling bad. I want you to seek me when you are on the highest of highs. I want you to seek me diligently, amen? Not when it's convenient for you. The person who is committed will experience God's reward in this life. 1 Timothy 4 and 15 is my last scripture. Meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to him that your progress will be evident to all. Amen. Stay committed. Stay committed on today, people. I love you. I thank you. And I pray that today is a wonderful and great day. And I want to tell you my commitment was. And I can tell Mark. Rah, it was killing me and my man and OC. It was killing me not watching the football games yesterday because I had to do this study and, you know, because I wanted to see the college, you know, because I, I love football. I love college. I love pro. But it was killing me that I couldn't. But my commitment was to God. Amen. My commitment was to God. So online and everybody that is here, if you're looking for a church home, we offer you new beginnings. If you uh, need prayer. The altar is open, and if you want to know the guy that is a rewarder of good gifts, and he can do more than you can ask, imagine, or think, let us talk to you about a man named Jesus to bring you into the kingdom, and then maybe you can go back and you can go tell somebody about a man who set you free, amen? Lord, I thank you for everything, oh Lord, Father God. Lord, I just thank you for letting me be able to stand here in front of you, God. I know your children are out here in the pews, oh Lord, Father God, but this is my chance, Lord, to love on you, to give back to you, God, to make my commitment to you, to know, to know, to know. Ha! <laughs> I'm not doing this by myself. I can't do it on my own strength. I've tried it. I need you, God. Your people need you, God. So, Lord, I just thank you on today, and I ask, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you give my family that's all here traveling grace, O Lord, Father God. Bless them, O Lord, Father God. Lord, let them delight in you, O Lord, Father God, and let the desires that our hearts be met, O oh Lord, Father God, in Jesus' name, God. Lord, I thank you right now, God. And I ask, O oh Lord, Father God, that you be with us, God. And when we're going the wrong direction, O oh Lord, Father God, I ask that you push us back in the right direction, God. So, Lord, I thank you and I praise you and I love you. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hug